I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jonathan Pierce. Eric Cantona has jumped in and seen a kung fu kick. A fan. Terry Alderton. Do you like shoes, madam? And friends. <laughs> <laughs> JP. The mad side of genius. And T. Lovely to meet you, love. The football friendly. <laughs> Welcome everyone, welcome everyone to the first JPNT, the football friendly of 2024, New Year, Terry Alderton, same old problems. Oh, before bad. we go on, before we go on, and, and you can introduce our guest, we have to say, um, okay. send out our condolences to the family of uh, Ian Purslow, the Bolton fan who um, sadly died, he had a heart attack in the home game against Cheltenham, you, people would have seen the story, the game was halted and sadly passed, he was a lifelong fan, say Bolton, um, and he was with his son Stuart, so all you know, all our commiserations out to that family. I find uh, I find that that's terrible news, and also that seems to be more common in the last three or four years than ever. This going on in the stands and on the pitch. I don't want to bring up conspiracy. No, no, it's, it, used to, it's it happened. Weird, it? it used to happen in the old days, but it's just now they stop games for it now, and they get the medical staff. Do you know? I'll tell you something. In the old days, and this is not making light of it in any way, but uh, when they used to do summer seasons, you know, like so the likes of Bobby Davro and Jim Davidson and all those people play on the end of a pier, right? They used to have a sort of a sweepstake about how many they'd lose because a lot of old people would obviously go in the hot sun Goodness in the theatres. And that's no lie either. Goodness yeah. me. Anyway, on we go uh, with better news. Introduce our guest to everyone, Tell. Oh, he got the best guest today. This uh, I haven't seen him in ages. <laughs> He's a brilliant comedian, fine, fine stand-up comedian. Uh, he goes by the name of Nathan Caton, and also he's a massive Brentford fan. So we are going to talk lower league Brentford, higher league Brentford, and comedy with the wonderful <laughs> Nathan Caton. How are you, my lovely? I'm good, man. How are you guys doing? Very good, thank you. About that hundred day cough, still got it. You busy at the moment, Nathan? You Can't busy? You kicking at the moment? Start of the year. <clears throat> yeah, man. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm always busy, man. Uh, like I, I say to my wife, I don't have a social life. I have a gig list. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just just constant gigs, 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 keeping busy, paying bills, you know, making people laugh. Uh, it's a bit, no better way, is no, there, really? We're, we're, we're all the same, Nathan. I, I, I just I go like to games, it. do games, do games, do games, prep for games, and uh, 
can't tell you anything about what's going on in life. I can tell you who's had a groin strain over the last three weeks. And that's about <laughs> it. We, need to t- we need to talk straight away. A massive week for your football club, Brentford, with the game against Forest coming up at the weekend. It's a game they they need to win. We don't know the point situation with Forest after that. It's going to be later on after we've done this today that they're going to know whether or not they're going to be docked points. Mm. So Everton know will know whether they're going to be docked more points. We could have four. Yeah, we really? could have four teams in the, in, in the yeah. bottom of the league with less than 16 points at this stage of the season. So we don't know the situation, but let's go on and say it's a game your team needs to win. And of course, you'll have Ivan Tony back, presumably, Nathan. You uh, must be looking forward to that. Mate, he can. His return is like, oh my goodness, like Jesus could come back and I wouldn't be <laughs> as excited. But Ivan Tony, I'm like, dude, we need this guy, man, because injuries have kind of just wrecked. I mean, I know there's a lot of clubs who've had like injury average seasons, but we don't have the squad depth to cope with the kind of injuries that we've had. Um, like we've had like, you could say probably like the first 11 all out through injury or suspensions. So his return, yeah, massive for us. And yeah, it is a, it's a game that we need to win now. Cause like we started the season thinking, all right, man, mid table, you know, that repeat of last season, yeah, cool. And now it's like, yo man, the championship is getting kind of close, isn't it? Woo. Um, yeah. So yeah, but he, welcome he? return. Uh, I, yeah, go I, on, sorry, Jonathan, go on. I was going to say, I remember watching him when he played for Peterborough and he was unbelievable then. I mean, we used to, me and my son used to sit there going, he's not going to stay in this league. Then, of yeah, course, he went on. Yeah. But can I ask the question of being really the thicko in the corner here? What what went on? I know he got he got done for the gambling, right? And then he got banned. But I didn't even realise he'd been banned. That's, I only do a football podcast. So I don't even know the story. What happened? <laughs> um, so he uh, was found to be making bets on football matches. Um, not matches that he was playing in, no. uh, but there were some of the games, some of the games that he betted on were his team when he weren't playing. Right. But obviously, that's still against the rules. Uh, and I think there was like 200 and something. 232 plus another, plus, plus 262 and all, because they, had, they added another 30. Talking, just going back to November 2022, February of last year, he admitted them. Um, and he was banned for the, for the, uh, the eight months. Um, uh, and fined £50,000. Um, the offences took place between 2017 and 2021, so some of them are historic. And as you've just said, he, he he bet 29 teams on his own, 29 times on his own team games. He bet 13 times on his own team to lose. Didn't play in any of those games. And it's very important here to say that the Regulatory Commission uh, concluded he was not a match fixer, but... 262 bets were against football regulations because you cannot have one bet as a footballer. And um, I know that Brentford think he was hard done, but there are other players out there at the moment. Um, Tonali's banned for for Newcastle United for a lot of bets. Uh, Harry Toffolo, his, his, his... Bet was susp- his ban was suspended. That was historic bets going back loads and loads of years. He said he didn't know. I'm I'm sorry, boys. I'm not having it. Football footballers know they can't bet. Uh, I was a coach for a yeah. decade, and I used to say to my young players, "You can't bet because you're under FA rules." And and as a coach at that level, I wasn't allowed to bet on on game. You cannot do it, and every they all know. So he, he broke the rules, and he was banned for it. It's hard for Brentford, really hard for Brentford, but. They've got to suck it up and get on with it. And that's what they've done as a football club. That's what they've done. Thomas Frank's a remarkable man for me, yes. Nathan. Yeah, I like oh, Thomas Frank. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, Thomas Frank, um, okay, he is on my, my hall pass list. Like, I'm not 
of that persuasion <laughs> to my wife. Like, if I were to ever go there, Thomas Frank would be that guy. And my wife's gone, yeah, I understand that. That's cool, you can do it. For those who um, don't know, he's Christian Knowles, isn't he? <laughs> Sorry? I said, for those who don't know, nobody knows. It's only for me and Nate Kane. There's an agent called Christian Knowles. He's Christian Knowles. Oh, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> if you know, you know. You know, you know. Yeah, look listening. up Christian Knowles. He's, you know, he's... Um, um, I think he said, you know, there needs to be more education. There needs to be, he needs to have had more support than he did. The way it was reported and leaked, I don't think was right. You know, that was, that was wrong in the first place. And everyone knew it was going to happen. Everyone knew he was going to get banned before it happened. Yeah. I thought well, that was all a little bit sludgy. And, but um, it, one, one thing I'll say about this, Nathan, is that um, I think Toffolo's been allowed to train with his football club all the way through. And, and, and Ivan, thank you. I, he wasn't allowed to train. He only came back training in what was it, um, December, wasn't it? Um, so I, I can't quite understand that. Yeah, the discrepancy. I didn't get that. I was gonna, I was gonna ask you guys, like, what do you think? Because like, why is he not allowed to train? He's not going to be playing any competitive matches, but just train and stay fit yeah, for when correct. he is going to return. Mm, mm. I didn't the, understand. The, the, no, the punishment is you're banned from all football activities for a period of time. So. So that's what he suffered. But why didn't the others, you know, why, why didn't it happen to the other ones? Um, so I don't really, I don't really get I mean, it. won't be the last. It won't be the last. We haven't heard the last of it. I mean, it's come at a very unfortunate, it came at a very unfortunate time for him because he was just getting into the England setup. Has he got enough time yeah, now to get yeah. back into the England setup before the Euros? Some people will say he shouldn't be, shouldn't play for England again because of, the, of this. But he's, look, he's done the punishment for me. He's done the punishment. Uh, he's, He's only had a punt, hasn't he? I mean, come on. I know he's not supposed to have done that, but it's, it's not like it's not. <laughs> oh, a big you can't deal, tell. You can't. Have he's not. I'm sorry. You can't. It's for me. It's one of the worst things in football. If a player bets, well, yeah. All right. Well, if he's betting against it, against his own team, that's a bit naughty. Yeah. But I suppose betting's betting. But um, anyway, going back to, I didn't know these other clubs were going into uh, into point deductions. I did not know that. Well, we'll find out by the time yeah. people hear this, we'll know what's happened. Yeah, and again, that's not going to be the last of it. There will be others as well. Um, but what they're now going to do is they've said that the what the punishment will fit the period of the financial irregularity. So if it was this season, then the, the, the punishment will fit this season. Everton have always complained. Everton fans that their 10-point deduction referred to previous years. So why wasn't it done then? Mm. Um, and, you know, they're... Again, they, they were the first ones really to get hit by this. I'll tell you what, though, boys, this is going to impact around Europe in a big way because we've seen no transfer activity at all, really, in this window. And the clubs are fighting no. shy at the moment because they all, all of a sudden they're seeing the Premier League go, bang, we will hit you with these penalties. And again, they knew these things were going to come. They've been, they've been given two or three years, whatever it was, the last two or three years, maybe longer than that, to get the houses in order. So they knew if they didn't, this was going to come. And then, and now their Premier League are going, bang, it is going to happen. And other clubs and other leagues around the country, think, around Europe are thinking, hang on a minute, we, we, if the Premier League are doing it, our league will start doing it, UEFA will start doing it heavily. So we need to be a little bit more careful with the way we conduct our transfers. And I think that's one of the reasons why we're seeing a, a, a very sluggish transfer. There are other reasons, of course, global economy and what have you. But I, I, think, I think that is a contributory factor because we're not seeing anything. I mean, you know, what happens, Nathan... If Ivan Tony leaves your football club in the next ten days or so, what happens if he goes to an Arsenal for a uh, million? That's a good question. I, I, I don't think he will. Uh, <laughs> if he does, yeah. if he does, you, you will. You're going to find you him. Any you're going to find him. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> I'm going to be on the hunt. Bring yourself home. Um, 
you're going to find me at home crying in a fetal position if he leaves. <laughs> nah. Um, I, I don't think we'll let him go because this has gone to AFCON and Bumo's out injured. Sade's still injured. Um, Lewis Potter and Maupai are only attackers. I don't think... And he's come out and he said last week, he did an interview saying that he wants to be paid Brentford. So I think he'll stay at least until the summer. And then in the summertime, he's free to do... Yeah, that's what. That's exactly exactly my thinking, uh, Nathan, is that that if he's been out for all this time, he he sort of owes the club. But I suppose he can just walk though, can't he, if he wanted? I mean... He can't walk. I mean... No, no, but before no. he's not out of contract yet. We put a price tag on him, but I don't think anyone's going to pay the money. I think yes, but if was... they're going to ask the money for him, so what you're saying is, if Frank are, even get, gets offered the money, he's going to say, right, I want to keep you for the rest of the year first. Let's get ourselves out of trouble, as it were, and then maybe you can go. Yeah, is that what we're thinking. I think the sensible thing to do is wait to the summertime. Yeah. You know, come back into the team, score a bag load of goals, save us. You know, get into the England squad possibly, and then after that, you're going to have. Bigger clubs, you know, more big clubs, more clubs coming for you, and then you can take a pick and you can go with I've met him a couple of times, lesson. you know, and he, he um, he's he's very confident. I've, I've, I, when I've met him, I found him very funny, and um, <laughs> you know, he's got sharp wit. And uh, I'd be surprised if he doesn't want to repay Brentford, you know, because they've kept paying him and during this ban, and um, and uh, so I. I I would I would be surprised if he goes in this window. I'd be surprised if Arsenal, the ones linked with him, have been historically linked with him. But they'd have to pay 100, 120, something like that. I just I I can't see it yeah. happening. It's it's not a market at the moment to spend that sort of money. I know they need a centre forward. That's quite mad. That's quite mad, isn't it? And and Nate, you thinking that two minutes ago you were down in the same league as me. Now I'm in the nothing league. You're in the Premier League, and now you're talking about players 110 million being sold. From your club, and you're, go- you're going, yeah, yeah, we'd want that. I mean, you imagine this like I mean, five years ago, six years ago, yeah, you'd be jumping around a room. A decade ago, you could have bought the whole town <laughs> for, for 100 million pounds. You could have, you could have, because we we all share a goalkeeper, boys. You realise that, don't you? We all share a goalie. Uh, Anyone want to want to hazard the guess what keeper it is? Are you talking about uh, Smith? No, he went from me to you, Nathan, to Jonathan, yeah. to somewhere else now. Mick Jonathan, who's your team? Bristol City. Who? Oh, um... Oh. Come on, he's got it. Oh, gosh. Blonga. He's at Wolves, uh, he's at Wolves, oh, he's Dan at Wolves. Bentley. Yeah. Dan Bentley, Dan, Dan Bentley. Bentley. We all share Dan yeah. Bentley. There you go. He doesn't get a game up there, does he? At yeah. Wolves. Not really. He's had, he's had a couple, Good keeper, think, mate. But, but, uh, no, he's had a couple. He's, he's a, good at he's a fine, City. fine, fine, he's fine, good. fine goalkeeper. He shouldn't be sitting on a bench. It's a war I'm, waste. I'm at Bristol City. This is what I'm doing the uh, FA Cup replay against West Ham um, tomorrow night. So I'm looking forward to going down there, meet some of the old first teamers. So uh, I never got near the first team, but they, um, you know, I wasn't good enough. And, and uh, but they all treat me as if I, you know, they've known me since I was little. I mean, I'm talking, you know, some of them know me since I was nine or 10 and they all treat me as if I played 500 games. It's, it's remarkable. Co- I love going down there and seeing them. Are you, are you, are you going down as a punter no, or are you commentating on it? Oh, how can you commentate on, on your own team? Really? I'll tell how you what, do I don't, I've only done it yeah. a couple of times. I did a playoff, uh, promotion playoff. I can't remember who they played now, someone from up north. And um, and they uh, I, that was for the radio, and people said I was too critical about them. And then I did them in an FA Cup tie at Sheffield United, and people said I was too critical. And then I did them last season against Man City in the FA Cup. 
and people said I was overcritical of them, and I probably am. But I, you, you don't. You just put it to one side. People say, "How can you put it to one side?" You can because that's your job. And uh, you know, it'd be interesting. West Ham haven't got any players because they've one or two away on, in Africa on the African Cup of Nations, and uh-huh. they got Bowen out injured. They got Pakatar out injured. So be be uh, be interested in that one. How you know they're still in Europe as well. So. Um, and they're pushing for Europe again in the league, so it'd be interesting to to see how that one goes. I am interested, though, Nathan, in in your love of Brentford. When did that start? Oh, uh, when I was in high school. Uh, um, so I've always been into football from like when I was about five, but I didn't know Brentford were a team because uh, I didn't have. An, I'm the I'm the eldest. I didn't have an older brother to tell me. So my godfather, he got to me first. He was a Man United fan, so he was like, "Okay, listen, us for Man United. That's what you do." So I just thought, all right, cool. I just followed him. And then in high school, I remember um, Brentford, they do like a lot of like community uh, work. And they came into my school for like a, like a sports day, um, put on like some five-a-side matches and I played and they, I think I got like a man of the match medal or something, right? Cause I was, <laughs> I was the rock at the back. <laughs> Cause I'm fast and I'm big, but I can't shoot to save my life. So I'll just, I'll just go to the back, I'll just stay there and block people. And then I was like, oh, Brentford. That's like near Ealing, isn't it? Because I'm, I'm from Greenford, if anyone knows. Um, and then I was like, oh, they're a team. So I remember, um, remember like on a Monday, you could buy the paper and had the pullouts on all the leagues. Yeah. Right? yeah. So I knew they weren't in the Premier League. So I'm looking in like the, it would have been Division One then. right? Uh, and I'm looking, can't find Brentford. Looking Division Two, scroll down, can't find Brentford. Look at Division Three, scroll down. Oh, there's Brentford. And that's why I realised I'd never heard of them because right. they were like on the borders of like Division 3 and non-league. But from that point, I just kind of kept an eye on them because um, they were the local team. And then when I got to a point where I was old enough to go because my mum wouldn't let me go by myself, I went to my little brother and that, that was it. It was like, even though the football, the football was awful at the time. Like, just hoof ball for like 90 minutes. Like, just like, do they ever put the ball on the deck? Just constant, just, Oof, oof, but because I was there and it was my local, yeah. I was like, okay, this is this is it. Now. Yeah. And I remember several times Southend playing Brentford, and they would always sing, "We'll never play you again. We'll never play you." Because they used to hump us every time. It, it was one team I know we get beaten. I, I think we played your home and away one season, and you beat us four nil in both games. And I can't remember who it was, but someone scored a hat trick in both games, and one of them was a wicked overhead kick. And I can't remember the player. To be fair, when you were started uh, supporting Kevin Locke, wasn't the manager, was he? No. Um, so we had, I think Ron, Ron Nodes. Oh, Ron Nodes, yes, yeah, yeah. Ron Nodes. What a character! Yeah. What a character! Manager, chairman, owner, God, <laughs> <laughs> every title possible, he had it. Ron Nodes. I remember him coming to Southend as Brentford manager. I've told this story before, but I'll tell it again. He was uh, up in the dugout, and when you're up in the dugout at Southend. Uh, sorry, it was up in the uh, director's box, which is above the dugout. And you have to sort of go down, across towards the fans, then down into the dugout, right? Okay, it kind of makes some sort of sense. And uh, this was the time everything was going on, like you said. And as he walked across, a Southend fan said, who are you going to leave next then, Ron? And he dropped his glasses and went, I left your wife this morning. <laughs> he did say that, I swear he said it. And he just walked on, it was brilliant. It was like, woo wah, wah, wah. He's just—he was funny. What was he like, Jonathan Rondos? Was he a proper sharky character? Um, 
<laughs> they used to call, they used to say that he had a turnstile, didn't they, at Sellers Park, uh, Ron's turnstile. Um, <laughs> whether, whether that was <laughs> true, I don't know. But, um, I, I always found him, he, he was always... <laughs> crash only, was, crash only. Yeah, he was very good to me, and um, I was quite close to Palace at the time because... Um, I was at Capital Gold, and it was the it was the Stevie Coppel era, and they got to the Cup final and finished third in the league. And um, you know, Bright, Wright, Jeff Thomas, all those players, and Andy Gray, and and uh, they, they had some really good players, and I, and, and I had great fun with them. And uh, so, yeah, Ron's Ron's wife Novella, and um, I remember at Villa Park when um, it's funny actually that game, the Villa Park semi final against Liverpool, because people say for years and years and years afterwards. Oh, I loved your commentary. We we still play a commentary of that game. We didn't do it. Capital Gold didn't do it. Oh, really? Because the programme director, Richard Park, at the time, they'd been beaten up at Liverpool. Remember that that season, they'd lost nine up at Liverpool. And um, so he thought it was going to be a, a slaughter. So we did, and it was live on television. We didn't do the game. And um, oh. so were those people... They had the commentary in their dreams or nightmares. Anyway, so at the end, I went round. I, I just went as a, you know, as a, uh, in, sat in the press seats, didn't do any work. But then went round afterwards and Ron immediately took me into the dressing room. His champagne was flying. So that was my mem. That's my memory of Ron. He, he was, uh, you know, you hear stories from players um, about about the transfer dealings and, and dodgy things that went on. But um, <laughs> he was he was a man of his time. And that, and that happened all the time. And, yeah. That that world doesn't exist anymore, does it? Uh, it, it just doesn't exist. Well, well, well Jonathan. Well, it's done. It's done differently these days. There were there were deals between chairmen. There were deals between chairmen that that were questionable. Uh, now there's, you know, the game is run by agents. Let's look. Let's uh, yeah. the game is run by two. The, the modern game of football, Premier League football, twenty three, twenty four, is run by two people. The agents, two different sort of people. The agents. And the VAR. Just, let's not have any. Let's not have any doubt about it. We thought it was going to change. Ooh. We thought it was going to change. We thought we keep saying, "Oh, it's going to get better. Oh, it's going to get better." And until the VARs stop telling the referee Ooh. what decision to make, it will not get better. Yeah. What happened yesterday in a game? Uh, who went? Oh, is it the Man United game? Who went steaming through on someone's ankle? It was a blatant sending off, and they went, "No, no, it's all right." And I was like, well, what's the point of this? What is the point of this? I can't remember who it was. My story's terrible because I don't even know I'm on about, but someone went over the top of someone. I can't remember who it was. Yeah, but on the other hand, people were screaming for Tarkovsky to be sent off for the Everton challenge against Villa. <laughs> I just thought it was a proper old-fashioned challenge. I just thought he's gone in and he's won the ball. Actually, yeah, but actually, that that's the game I'm on about. It wasn't Man United. It was that game. Yes, the Tark- nah, Yes, you're listen, right. The, the, the diamond, the listen, diamond I, um, I did the uh, PSG last night against Lons, right? And uh, there's a lovely run by a PSG player called Bradley Barkle, who's young players getting better all the time. And it's a lovely shimmy dummy run into the edge of the penalty area. And he was taken out right on the edge of the penalty area, just outside the penalty area. So it's a clear bookable offence and the players got booked. And then we, as soon as you saw the replay, you're thinking, because when it first happened, you weren't aware of whether the, the covering defender on the left-hand side would have got there. You weren't really aware of him at all, to be honest. And as soon as you've seen the mm-hmm. replay, you're thinking, oof, I wonder if that's denial of a goal-scoring opportunity. Bang, the referee gets called to the screen. Bang, the referee looks at the screen. Bang, he sends him off. Correct decision. And it happened like that. It well, happened that like that. That quick. And the, the referee... The referee well, so you're oh, saying oh, if it's done quicker, it doesn't matter. It's not... So the controversy is not there in France. It's just done quicker. It is, but also, I gather that they're not, they're not told... You don't hear... Um, 
you, well, no one here, no public here, what the VAR says. We can in the commentary position, we get a feed of it. So we will often hear the VAR saying, go to the screen and you will see that the Crystal Palace 6 is uh, serious foul play on the, or violent conduct on the Everton 10, whatever it is. And the decision, you know, you should be sending off. Now, that's all wrong for me. You know, I don't Nathan, you, 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 you give your opinion on this as a, as a punter because... I think now then the referee is prejudicial. He's going to go over and he knows what decision he's got to make, but he's, he's got to, um, yeah. it should just be, go and see a screen. What do you think of it, Nathan? Because I hate it. I, we've, we've discussed it yeah, so many times. I'm not a fan. Um, I think it could be implemented better, which maybe would make fans like it more. But I don't like how, like, if you're in the stand, if you're in, in stadium, you don't know what's going on. You're sat there watching a purple screen going, yeah. possible red card, and like, okay, what? Right. But also, I don't like how referees that... No, uh, it doesn't really happen, but referees, they never just stick to their guns. They always have to... Like, they're always led by what VAR says. It's like, mm. okay, he's going to go to the screen. You know what's going to happen. Like, why, why don't referees have the confidence to... Like, no, no, I saw that, and that's what I think. It's That's my decision. Um, and and also, like, I don't think VAR should intervene like a like that button in. I think it should be like, um, like in cricket or something when the referee, if the referee's unsure, then they go to VAR, as opposed to VAR jumping in. Then let the referees ref the yeah. game. That's why they're there. Yeah, you're saying if he's not sure, he can then call on VAR. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah exactly. Like as opposed to VAR going, oh, excuse me, I think you missed this. <laughs> let the referee do their job. Yeah, I like that. It's like yesterday with the goalkeeper, isn't it? At Man City, he's gone and got injured because they don't put the flag up because they have to wait now, don't they? Yeah. So now he's gone yeah. and we've discussed that many a time. I think we need to take a break, actually, Jonathan Pierce. The Football Friendly. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Welcome back to JP and T, the Football Friendly. I'll tell you a great name, a great name yesterday watching Bad City. Oscar Bob. What a great yeah. name that is. Got a good, Oscar a good Bob, he's well. got to be a superstar. What a player. He's got to be a superstar yeah. being called Oscar Bob, hasn't he? Come on. Bob. Yeah, Bob. I just think of Johnny English, you know. 
and it was is his case just sort of co <laughs> cohort in the in the in the and he goes Bob or no or was that was that uh, no de- no that's, that's Blackadder oh, yeah, it's Blackadder right. it yeah Blackadder it's Blackadder is when he goes yeah. Bobber Bob but you know why he does that don't you you know why Rowan Atkinson over articulates no. it's because he has a terrible stammer get away oh is it no he's got a re- re- really bad stammer yeah Bob. Yeah, that's some poop. and a, apparently a, quite an appendage on him as well. There we go. That. I don't. That's that, that's the rumours of showbiz: a stammer and a big willy. There you go. <laughs> there's a number of people you've mentioned on this podcast okay. over the years. So, so a, about their yes, penis sizes. Is, is, this, <laughs> is, this, is this a hobby? Is this? Don't, what do you do at the Edinburgh Festival? <laughs> <laughs> Don't go in the loo with Terry. Who's having? Who's coming for a wee? Oh, everyone thinks I'm a cokehead, but it's nothing to do that. Just go and look at people's wee. It's just a great, it's a great sitcom in the making. Terry and his unfeasibly large penises. Terry and he's he's really looking. Yeah, I, I, people. Do you know how many people come up to you though? At like generally women and ask about penis size with comics. I've had that happen several times. Do you know? What? Yeah, I have. I, I remember someone coming to me about Stephen Amos. Was probably I was trying to say to the lady, probably, probably not, probably not go there, love. But you know, <laughs> and she was going, I've heard he's got a massive willy. Can you ask him to show me? See, like I'm going to rock up to Stephen and go, yeah, Steve, listen. Um, <laughs> allegedly, you've got a big knob. Can you show her? It's never please? happened in the world yeah, of weird. I don't think that's ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what though? On this subject, we really should get off here, but. <laughs> there used to be a player called Keith Dublin played for South End. Do you remember he used yeah, to be a centre-back for Chelsea, yeah. Chelsea? And Dubbers used to have to tape his pants up. Oh. No, he used to have to do that. He used to have to tie himself up with tape because he would... Um, he, he might go in for a challenge and <laughs> he, might, he might show himself off. <laughs> I remember saying to Paul Still Terry once, there was a player who played for Tottenham, I can't remember who it was, and I said to him, there was a rumour going around that he had a penis extension and I said to Stolteri about it he goes I'm going to check that out right and then I said to him well what about so and so and so and so and he went oh yeah I forgot to tell you he goes well if he has he needs to get a, he needs to get a refund oh <laughs> 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 uh, there, there, I mean yeah I mean I could go on I don't know I know all these things but uh, apparently Frank Lampard's pr- oh, pretty I remember, loaded as I well the, I, don't, I don't know I, I know remember the things. level I played at is Keith Dublin as well, you know. Dubbers is famous for having a I big old turnout. I was a very clean player when I played at the level I played at. Look at the way he just completely oh, no, dismissed it's, it's that. Still, it's, still, that? It's, still, uh, <laughs> it's still linked with the same penis, trans, penis appendage <laughs> transfiction that you've got. But uh, the level I played at... Nathan's, Nathan thinks he's coming for a football podcast and we just lured him in on this penis The level chat. I played at, and I, I, was, I was particularly... I was a very dirty player. And... Um, <laughs> Anyway, oh, uh, so this player, he's tried to do, he tried to top me, and uh, he thought he was really hard. He thought he was a really hard man, and so he comes in for a challenge on me, and I slid underneath him. And as I slid underneath him, it, I put my hand right up his shorts, grabbed the aforementioned part of his body, <laughs> and yanked it really, really hard. And I said, "You think you're really hard? I'll tell you what, you won't be hard in that way for several months, son." And then walked away. Yeah, and, uh, left, yeah. left him, well, I was left him say, weeping. Was he, was he hard? But there you are. <laughs> anyway, Nathan, let's get back to uh, take Terry off his uh, favourite topic. And uh, you're going to stay. You're going to stay up, Nathan. Topic. I I think he'll stay up by default because Burnley, Sheffield United, and Luton. No disrespect, but I think they're mm-hmm. 
Agreed. Yeah, I think they're really bad. So I think we'll we'll stay up, but purely by the fact that they are three worse teams than us. I think Luton Town have got a chance of staying up. Don't say that. I don't want to hit. No, don't. Nah. I think they've got, they've got real spirit about them. The points deduction will come into play with the, all the teams that are affected, but I think Luton have got a, a, a chance of staying up. I think Crystal Palace are in a, a need to steer themselves to safety. They're over-reliant on Elise and, yeah. and um, you know, they, unless they score, well, who's going to get them the goals? So, I think Palace, they go to Arsenal this weekend as well. It's the game I'm doing for match of the day, and I, I think they could be caught by by Tim Luton. They've just got an extraordinary low level of points. Those bottom three teams, and uh, it's, it's really unusual for this stage of the season to see the three of them down there. I think one of them might get away. Well, yeah, but you've got a game in hand over them as well as we stand talking at this yeah. moment in time. Okay, do you know who the games are against? Oh, go on. <laughs> Man. Okay, so we've got Man Forest on, on the weekend and Man City, exactly. Yeah, well, Forest, they're on, they're on, their, uh, they're on a bit of a rub at the moment, aren't they? Exactly, man. That's, oh. Yeah, but Ivan's back, though. Yeah, Ivan's that's the back. Script. Come on. The script is already written for the weekend, surely, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. He's going to... Hat-trick. Hat-trick, Ivan Tony. I've got, I've got Brentford to win by, by one goal to nil and Ivan Tony will get the goal, okay. so... I'll, I'll I think you'll be all right, Nathan. Honestly, I think... <laughs> yeah. you got good, you, you got good, you listen, can't, you, mate. I think you've got good players... I think you, I think you've got good players. There. Yeah, we've got good players, but they've been injuries and suspensions. We haven't had a chance to have like our best first eleven together. Probably, probably all season. Let's not forget the last five games we've lost as well. I think Mopey's an irritant to defenders. People criticise him because he doesn't get goals, but he's an irritant to defenders. I think young Lewis Potter's a good player in the making. Up. Oh yeah, Lewis Potter's great. Yeah, Potter's is irritant to not just the other players, but to the fans sometimes. Like, mate, put it in the back of the net. Spin. Less time yapping away to the defender. Just get on the end of something. Well, that's the thing when you when you see someone playing all the time, you you get those niggles because you can like you just said, I go, oh, he's a good player. Then you go, well, yeah, is he? Is he? So there you are. Well How said, hard Nathan. do you rate uh, Christian Norgard? <laughs> well, brilliant player, brilliant. Like he's so integral to how we play. He's that 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 glue that kind of intercepts or gets the ball off the defenders and sprays it out to the players who do stuff. Yeah, he's great. And he's a, he's a leader as well. Like when he's not playing, similar to Ivan Tony, that you, you notice how good he is when he's not playing. And here's one, one for players. you. One of the most underrated players in the Premier League for me is Ethan Pinnock. He's been, Pinnock. He's, he's, he's played at yeah. every level. He's played at every level. Uh, like of Dulwich Hamlet, Forest Green, all the way up through. And um, I just think for what he does for the football club he's one of these he's one of these sort of he's better than a 7 out of 10 every every week I just think he's very very solid and you know, one of the most underrated players yeah. in the league for me as soon as you said underrated I was like yeah he's the way from Pune yeah yeah, yeah. He's, he's a yeah he's a brick at the back um, yeah just and he gets the odd goals every now and again as well uh, yeah great player for us um, and he's got that balance because he's left footed so if you play someone like kind of Nathan Collins or Christopher Iyer on the other side. He's got a good balance to to our defence. What about this Eunice that's coming in? Eunice is it Konak? Konak? Yeah, yeah, Turkey. Yeah. Is he Turkish or has he come from a Turkey club? I can't remember. I think both. I think he's Turkish as well. Um, only eighteen though, so we have to see. Yeah, he's a baby, isn't he? Yeah, man. Uh, gosh, eighteen. My goodness, 18, man. Eighteen. I know. Get, get I still old, think man. you're eight. I still think you're eighteen. 
I still think you're a baby because when when I when he started, he was a baby, yeah. right, Jonathan? And I still think he's that baby to me. You're still only in your thirties, though, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, I'm in my thirties, but even still, like, yeah, but I'm, not, I'm, I'm close to forty. Mate, so. we're, we're, I'm well past that. But that's what I'm saying to to you, to me, to you, to me, to you. You still are. You still are that 18 year old comedian that I saw with those Donaldson dreads, as we used to say years ago. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, a lot of people think that, like, that, and I'm still young because, like, like, one of my quotes says, you know, young comedian. Like, I'm not young anymore. Can you take the young bit I, off? I'm just, I, I'm just a comedian. I now. had someone about three years ago. Introduced me as up and coming comedian. At this time, I was fifty. Take it, <laughs> take it all coming. day. Up and coming. Take it all. I did take Listen, it. I've been around on a tube the other day. A lady gets up for me to sit down. She's got to have been about seventy. <laughs> she said, "Sit down, like, you, know, you need to see." Hang on a minute. I, I did this game last night, right? Lance brought on this young substitute. He did well, actually. He's a player called Shishuba. And they brought him on, and then the cameras closed in on his face. You know, to me, it looked as if he was seven, but he did really well. But they got a player <laughs> called Warren Zaire Emery uh, at uh, PSG, played right back last night. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, he's only 17, so I think he turns 18 in March, but um, he's extraordinary. Um, and they, they, you know, they one of the differences between the, the, the league, league and, and the Premier League is because it's a lower level league, they, it's a, a more of a developmental league, they can throw him in earlier. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, Schumann and these players that now at Real Madrid, um, you know, and this and this kid, Warren Zaire Emery, have been thrown in early and uh, they get the game, you know, they're going to get, he's going to be, he'll, he'll have played about 100, 100 games, 150 games by the time he's 19. And um, it's just, how old is Schumann now? He's not that old and he's played in World yeah. Cups. Well, look at, look at your, look at your man Mbappe. I mean, he's he's now in his obviously yeah. in his mid twenties, but he came through as a seventeen. I saw him wow. when he was seventeen. He's only I mean, said that I saw Shearer as a seventeen-year-old um, scoring a hat trick, and uh, it just doesn't happen so often in the English game. That's what I'm saying. I wish it did. I wish they were given more chance. They're more they're, they're, they're less uh, less keen to throw the youngsters in because they're terrified. Yeah. But it's, in saying that, um, look at um, Ten Hag. He's putting Manu at United. Mm. He looks. Composing midfield. He's at what, 18, is he? Right. Yeah, see, they've let that Hannibal go out on loan. Nacho is only 19. Hannibal's well, going out on loan to Spanish football. I can't stand that. And they'll have an option to buy permanently. I, th- I like him, Hannibal. I think he gave Manchester United energy and commitment and passion when a lot of the senior players haven't shown enough of that this season. Yeah, but that, that mask he has to wear around his face and being chained to that thing they have to push him around on. <laughs> That don't work for him. Yeah, I'll tell you what I love as well. <laughs> Here's another joke I'm going to cram in. Um, I love the Liverpool player in the midfield because he's named after my favourite BMX trick. I was really good at endos. Oh, <laughs> no, I was though. As soon as I saw his name, I went, I'm great at endos. Zero week, folks. They got. I'm here. I'm sadly, I'm here all my life in my own head. But anyway, there we are. There we are. Well, all right. Well, well, that brings us to. Are we at the end? Are we at the end today? We got, well, we, let's have finished? one wish. One wish for 2024. We haven't done this yet. One, one wish for wish 2024, for 2024. Nathan. 2024. Brentford survival. Ah, you'll do that easy. South End United do make the playoff, which I can because they're only six points out of it, and get promoted back into the football league. Bristol City win the FA Cup. Then they win the Europa <laughs> League. Then they go into the Champions League and win that. See, it's very easy. Right. 
out of the three of us, I think one of us have got more chance. I know than I have. I know. I know. It's, it's reality <laughs> in the making. I know. Correct. Uh, Nathan Caton, what a wonderful thing to have you on the show. Thank you for coming on. We'll have you on again if you don't mind. He's going off with nightmares now from oh, what man. you've been talking it's about, Terry, all day. He's going off with nightmares. What, penises? Yeah. You know what I'm going to Google today? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Big penises. It's Keith Dublin's knob. Right. Anyway, thanks for listening, everyone. You can get us on Twitter, JPNT Football. No, just at JPNT Football. Um, once again, thanks for coming on, Nathan. Thank you, Jonathan Pierce, And thank you, Paul Daniels, who is the producer who never says anything just sits there quietly thank you for listening goodbye sports social podcast network